Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the February Room, where we talk shop, tie flies, and share the fishing stories you never heard. I'm Lauren Carnot, your host, and this is the February Room. Presented by CD Fishing USA. Innovative construction equals exceptional performance. Visit cd-fishing.us and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And remember to go fishing. Welcome to the February Room. I am sitting with Go West Outfitters owner, Jenny West. And this is a first for me, Jenny. We are sitting right by a river, beautiful day, keeping our distance. Six feet. Six feet away. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about yourself. I am an outfitter and a fly fishing guide here in the Bitterit Valley. Grew up in Hamilton, so I'm kind of a Bitterit girl. Went to high school here, um, came back, tried to run a business with my family, didn't like it. Loved fly fishing, fished with my dad growing up all my life, and I decided to start guiding in 2002, up until 2016. And I decided to start my own outfitting business, Go West Outfitters. Love fishing and showing people the beauty of this river and showing them the art of fly fishing. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's very rare these days to find a Montana native, and not even just a Montana native, but a Hamilton native. Right. I feel like you get a bunch, like a big old badge, you know? I know. It is weird to be kind of the one that stayed here and grew, grew up here. A lot of people are coming from out of state. A lot of guides and outfitters are from, are from other areas, and Missoula is a big draw as well, the university. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is rare, and I, I'm proud to say that I, I've seen I've seen this valley back when it was a desert there was nobody here it was a little cow town I came home in 96 from college and I was just like seeing like there was nobody here that was my age and I just stuck it out and take a step forward and be a, a guide as well it wasn't it was a hard decision <laughs> to say 
And as a female, it was hard. Um, you know, sometimes I felt like I was the last person on the dodgeball team to get picked to guide clients. Um, and and back then, in the in the early 2000s, I mean, there were there was no women doing this at all. I mean, now we've got a lot more women getting involved, which is awesome. We've got good, lots of women who are forming groups on Facebook and having groups for fishing clubs and that kind of thing, and I, I think it's awesome. Have you ever had any experiences of having people challenge your knowledge in that, or is there a different kind of level of pressure? A little bit, yeah. I think to, you know, just being a woman and not being as strong as a big man who can row, you know, heavy, you know, that it, it doesn't, it, it, it is kind of challenging in that respect. Um, I, two years ago, we had some issues on the river. We had a lot of portages and blockages and on with logs. And it was my first time saying, gosh darn it, I wish I was a guy that can just heave my raft over this log and get down the river. You know, um, but, you know, I feel like it's not about strength in the end. It's about finesse and physique. And, um, yeah, I row over 100 days on the river. And, yeah, it's a lot of work. But I think I have a lot more, I have, I have patience. Um, I think w the women's perspective on the river is a lot different than just catching big fish all the time. And I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype men at all, but it's a little bit different how I think I see the river and, um, and just also being, being from here too, it's, I offer kind of a uniqueness to my business. And, you know, I think a lot of it's personality too. I mean, it's, you can be a fishy person all you want, but you also have to be able to connect to your clients. And I guess I, I'm hoping that's what happens when I have clients in, that I have that keep coming back every year to fish with me. That's always a good sign when you have repeat business that comes back. Um, but yeah, I haven't really felt challenged at all. I mean, I've had some clients who think they know more than me and might challenge that a little bit. And you know what, after a certain time after saying the certain amount of times to, to use this fly and they don't want to use it, you know, it's okay, let them try it. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. But I've never felt, you know, intimidated. Most every, any guide who I've talked to, they always have that one client who's yeah. going to challenge them on the There's river. There's always that no one No matter client. the yeah. sex of it. You're, right. If you're a male, they're going to challenge you because they're kind of a bit of a jerk, you know. Yeah. The difference between going to the dentist or going fishing, you're excited to get on the water with the dentist, you're like, you can offset your grumpiness real quickly around the river people are just so happy and I actually think the river is healing and you hear the water running and it just makes you just melt and I think it's so important for people to put away the devices live in the now and that's what I love about fishing you cannot be distracted for one second because you'll miss that that great hookup you know <laughs> yeah it's you know? so true and it's and you also have to just be patient and like looking at the water and feel that like small little tug yeah just a tiny tug it's yeah. all about feeling and seeing and exactly. the sensory overload is just so amazing so I think people at that point just kind of let go and they just submit to what is on the river and that's what I love about it I, you know I call myself a memory maker I just love how people we say, oh, Jen, remember that one day last year we caught that, you know, 18-inch rainbow over on that? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you love to make that memory so exciting. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was guided a few times as a kid. And I still, to this day, I'm just like, oh, I remember those days. I remember that day so well. I was so excited. 
And, you know, so you got to like always think about how the client feels being on your boat. And yeah, you can be out there busting your butt, you know, day eight in a row in July when it's 90 degrees out and you're tired. But these clients come from all over the, the country and they're just so excited. And that's what I have to set aside is like, you know, it's about the connection with the people and making their day special. Was there a moment that made you think, this is what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a guide. Kind of progressed into some multiple things. Um, me and my dad and I fish a lot together and he has a lot of friends that are guides still. Um, and so we'd go fishing together and they would always say, Jen, you'd be a great guide. You know, you row us well. I mean, it's, you know, I'm with my dad and his friends. I'm rowing and you know, you know how it's just like, oh, you just hope you do the right thing and give everybody the water they need to get on. And um, and then another good friend of mine who um, is, was an outfitter, he is actually handicapped, but he told me, he's like, Jenny, you've got to become a guide. You've got to become a guide. You will be amazing. And, you know, and so I think with just some kind of talking through and getting the nudge to just kind of jump off that diving board, I decided to, to jump in and I kind of did it part time. I worked for a few outfitters and just did a few days a week. And I actually, at the same time, I still had a retail store in town. <laughs> I remember walking into the store one day and I just said, Mom, I'm done. We need to stop. I'm going to be a guide full time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And I just knew with the experience and just the guides that I had that were my friends, they, they gave me trips. That I, I got on some big groups right away. I worked for Triple Creek Lodge and the stock farm a little bit. So those were good to kind of get my, my confidence up. And then it just kind of unfolded and I, I never looked back. <laughs> Do you have like one of those really special, special memories that you have catching a fish? Just a few, uh, two Junes ago, I fished the salmon fly hatch with two women and it was a total greasy, rainy day. Totally horrible. Like it would not be a day that most people want to go fishing. It was raining solid in town. And I just told the girls, I said, look, we can do a little short half day. If you guys want to pull the plug, we'll just go home. And I said, you know, I'm feeling low. I could feel weather. I mean, as a guide, you start to feel temperatures and pressures and stuff. I remember being outside, walking my dog that morning, and I thought something's gonna give. I could feel something giving, like a little bit of the lift of the rain. And I said, I'm feeling like it's gonna be get better as the day goes on. So we decided to go. We go way up the West Fork. It's on this random, like a Saturday, raining. Nobody's fishing because it was just junk. People were not into it. And the river was still in good shape. Um, hadn't risen that much from the rain. So we go and the river, the rain stopped and we, it was a salmon fly hatch in June. And we had one of the most spectacular days I've ever experienced. And it was just like that magic moment where everything just kind of came together. And actually my, my biggest fish of my career was landed um, on that day. And I tell you, the gal, her name is Cece, she casted into this little riffle, little sliver behind a rock, the salmon fly, and this huge fish ate it. I mean, I remember seeing the head and I was just like, oh my gosh. And we were going through this huge rapid. There was no stopping this boat. I had to go down river probably a quarter of a mile. And I was just like, keep your rod tip up, keep your rod tip up. And she kept it up and she used to steal a fish. So she knew how to deal with it big fish but here we're on 3x tippet you know <laughs> running through this huge rapid rod tips straight up I mean you can still see the fish is coming with us and I was trying to slow the boat down as I could and just kind of keep that fish out of trouble we had this rock garden come around this big corner 
I tried to grab an eddy to slow the boat down. The fish is just like going by. We go down, chase the fish downstream, rod tips up still, drop into another eddy, and finally got this fish in, and I about <laughs> leap a brick. This fish was this huge, beautiful cut bow hen, 23 inches long. We measured it. I have a, I have a little ruler on my cooler. I measured it, and it was probably one of the most magical moments. And at that point, we were just shaking. The girls and I were just like, I couldn't even talk after that moment. And it was just so amazing to have that fight for a quarter, you know, like she had to really hang on. I mean, just hoping that fish was gonna come with us. And it did, because we were, it was rocks, everything that could go wrong could go wrong, you know, and she just, boom. Land, got it landed and thank God and got a great picture of it. The moment was just special. And nobody was there. It was like this weird thing. And I think honestly the rain was making salmon flies drop. I felt this, I just felt this thing in my gut that said we should go. And my friends, my guys, my clients who are, one of them is one of my good friends. Well, they both are friends, but she just said, okay, we're doing it. It's like your gut just said something and let's, let's go for it. You know? Now are your clients a lot of returning clients, taking more new clients in. Yeah, um, both. I have a really strong um, repeat business. I'd say my guiding for me on the sticks rowing, I'd say over 80% is, is repeats, which is pretty cool. And I'm getting a lot of people who are hearing about me and they'll book and I can get them on a guide underneath me, which is good. So if I'm booked, I can call on a guide list and get them booked underneath me so I'm starting to book more days than me which is pretty cool and I'm trying to take care of my re really important client because you become family I mean that's the thing too you once you guide these people over years and years you, you become their you become like a family member I mean they invite you to their dinners I mean I got invited to my one of my clients 50th wedding anniversary last December I mean just like things like that you become part of the, of their family and it's really fun and then, then they'll bring like their grandkids out and it kind of expands from just my repeats which is really special and I feel blessed. I never would have thought this would have happened and I, I mean as a young girl I was so timid, so shy. I mean I'm extroverted as you can see. Now, yeah. But, but you know to talk to people, even talking to men, I mean when I was start, started to guide I was like wow I'm telling these guys to cast and mend over there. You know it's weird tell that as a woman to a man I think the more you get confidence it just helps you find who you are you know and I think it's been good for me to um, get out of my little shell and be Jenny West go West Africans <laughs> you know I find it really just saying that how empowering it must be to be a female and and it's obvious it's it's so hard not to say this isn't a male-dominated sport. Oh, yeah, it's it a very male-dominated sport. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, I when I was learning how to fly fish, I kind of thought, well, there's no way I can ever be an angler. I'm too late to the game. And um, the more I go out there and fish, the more I, I'm trying to teach myself that I can learn new things. Mm -hmm. For women who, you know, who come to our state or even who live in this state mm -hmm. and never fly fish, how do you give them the encouragement to come out and go fishing? Well, yeah, I mean, I think women, it's so encouraging to have more women fishing. I actually, every spring, I put on a women's fly fishing clinic, 
And I asked them the question, what brought you to my clinic today? And most of them were like, well, my, my partner fishes and I want to learn how to fish or I can't learn from my husband or my grandfather fished and I found his old fly rod, I want to pick it up. And it's so cool to see women be like, I can do this too. It doesn't take strength to be a fly fisherman. It doesn't. And it just, in fact, and I think too, the fact that women are patient and we can learn this sport so much differently. It's not about just throwing that cast out and using your shoulder. I mean, it's just this nice little pick up and drop kind of cast. And you don't need all this strength. And once you get the knowledge of knots, what kind of gear do you want? Where are you going to fish? And then getting them on the water they want to be on. I think it's it's empowering them. And, um, it's been fun watching my clinic and the, the girls that come and see them out and about. And they're like, oh my God, we're so happy to your clinic. We learn all these things. And it's very beginner -y. It's basically, you know, tying knots, what rods, what equipment you need, and just getting the basic cast going. And, but it's, it's great. There's this amazing picture, because I've been stalking you on Instagram. <laughs> um, there's a picture of you with three fish. Oh yeah, my, we, we got a triple. Oh, yeah. yeah, how? Well, what happened? what happened was my client got a fish right away. Her partner was in the back. He got a fish. And I think while we netted one of them, she went back to fish. I We netted the other one in the same net. She got a fish. Boom. Netted all, got all three netted. It was like in this fast little ripple. It was super cute. And uh, so we pulled up all these fish and it was just this like perfect storm you know that never happens but you know that was kind of tough netting too by the way that wasn't easy <laughs> you see multitasking do you fish all around montana or do you it's kind I'm of stick on the to bitter at bubble i'm okay. a bitter at girl bitter at world like madonna material girl material <laughs> world. i'm the bitter at girl i like the bitter it it's hard i live here um i've guided on the clark fork the blackfoot before um you know, it's hard to leave rising fish when there's thing people here. My clients are based out of here. So it's hard to just like jump in the car and let's go up to Missoula, you know. What makes the Bitterroot so special? Probably because I just know it. You know, I'm sure every river's special. I mean, yeah. I like the hatches we have here. I like that it's a little smaller than like the Clark Fork. Um, I like how it's ch ever changing. There's so much woody debris and every high water year it can flush out, like this log will probably be gone. Yeah. I love how it's it's never the same every year. Even even now you float, there's a beaver flopped over a lot or you know, whatever, you know, but high water really, really makes this river dynamic and it's kind of neat, you know. Well, and I think there's a total pro to that because yeah. if you are coming to go fishing mm -hmm. and you're like, dude, I want the highest chances of catching a fish. Yeah. And you know this river so well, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the back of your hands. Not that you can ever promise someone no. fish, but you can promise them a quality understanding of the river. It's neat. We've got a lot of great dry fly action too. A lot of hatches here, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm based here. If I lived in Missoula, it would probably be a different story. If I lived in Steve, I, maybe I'd be guiding up more towards the north end of the valley but yeah I love it here you know so it's home you but you've also it. had your opportunity to leave Hamilton mm -hmm. and fish um to Christmas Island, Island. yeah I went last uh, year with Dave Cook's deal Skinny Waters how was that oh it was in fact a year ago from the day we were there it's so crazy um how much things have changed it's, it was crazy I mean I've never saw water fish before I had no idea what I was getting into and we all caught fish we all had a great time it was so 
third world country. That area is just, wow, amazing to, to be immersed in a place where, you know, it's very poor. It's, it was a hard, it was, it was, that was, that was sad, that part, but the nice thing, they had guides that were local. The resort had all the local people there. Um, they were all so happy and very, very happy people over there. It was, it was awesome. And the fishing was incredible. I mean, do you have a memory from that trip? Well, I caught a really, really, the last day of our trip, I was trying to get a trigger fish and I hadn't gotten one yet and I missed a ton and they were so hard to catch and I was so mad at myself. And it was like the last day, the last hour of us being out there, I finally caught a trigger fish. And in fact, um, we had a film made about our trip. Yeah, so, and she got it on film and it was kind of this neat, this really, really a cool capturing moment. And, uh, yeah, every, every challenge that came about, you know, casting in the wind, ca you know, trying to hear these guides talk, they, their language is very different from ours. I mean, they only knew a few certain things. It was like, phone, 30 yards, 12 o'clock. And you're like looking, you're like, what is he saying? And like, you point with the other rod and you're just like, and that took time to kind of get the eyes for bonefish. You know, it's like we're finding more all mushrooms in the forest. Once you see them, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know? You know what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, so it was really, really cool. It was all walking away. There was no, it was no fishing from a boat. It was all get out of the boat. You're walking for three or four hours, coming back for lunch, walking again for three hours. And so your days were pretty exhaustive, standing and looking for fish and hanging out, you know? We all had a great time. All the girls caught fish. It was pretty unique. Was How really cool. cool. So it was all, it, all girls. All yep. women. Eight of us went. What made you guys spark going with all women? Well, it was myself and Peg Miskin who lives here. She's actually um, a good friend of mine. She works for Casting for Recovery um, and does their fundraising. Um, but she moved here and we were just talking. We should do a salt trip. We should do a salt trip. And then she saw Dave cook in Missoula and so it just kind of all steamrolled after that after Dave told her about the skinny waters and this lodge and and we just moved on it pretty fast I think within a few months we you know learned about this and then booked it out for that next April it was pretty cool and we started to invite all women and we had uh, the photographer Jessica Haydall Richardson who's famous photographer did the filming of the trips which is pretty pretty cool oh I want to check out that video yeah it was actually played at the 5050 on the water women's Orvis thing premiered at the, at the beginning which is pretty cool so epic yeah epic, epic. It was oh epic. my gosh <laughs> so how do people find you reach you if they want to be in touch yeah I'm not out of a fly fishing shop um, but I do have a web page um, fishgowest.com and I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, if you just Googled Go West Outfitters Hamilton, you'd find me pretty quickly. So I do a lot. That's probably my main pull is just from people finding me on the web and referrals and that kind of thing. So, um, Well, and right now, unfortunately, it's, I don't know what the future will hold with the coronavirus. Yeah. Do you have any insight to how it's just day to day. Are you day. just taking any clients or are you just saying, hold up, let's wait, let me well, get your contact information? Yeah, if they're booking for the summertime, I'm I'm booking it. I'm hopeful that in the next four to five weeks, we'll, this will be un unfolding more and more. I mean, it's just been hard to navigate everything with this. And tourism is such a huge draw to our state that it's hard to think that 
as our state we keep this shut down for that because it's a huge pull but then it also can open up all these leaks from outsiders coming in with the virus and da da da. So I am booked, booking up for the summer and it's just a matter of, you know, just seeing what happens and if it's still not advised, you know, we just maybe book the trip later on in the summer into the fall or October or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's all we can do at this point. I've got some groups coming out in June and I'm nervous because some of them are older. And you just don't know, they're gonna all come. Well, I hope that we get the opportunity to maybe even social distance fly fish yeah on the Bitterroot I mean we can do it and you know we can invite all bunch of women mm -hmm. all skill levels absolutely I think we should do it yeah it'd be fun to have like a little women's retreat with uh serious open up like a little lodge and or Airbnb and just book some rooms and have people come and hang out you yeah know? instead of like a every once a month book club maybe it's a <laughs> once a month fish club you know <laughs> yeah it's a lot more fun than a book club that's right now right. <laughs> and that's one thing about montana just having the access to these rivers it's just so amazing you know oh gosh just sitting here and mm -hmm. looking at the mountains and the sun's hitting our face it just yeah, doesn't seem like feels like we're taking advantage of something we're doing something wrong because it feels too good I know and then you think about the world right now and the pandemic and you're just like wow here we are you know yeah just <sighs> feels good to just kind of sit down and just kind of reflect on feel Life. good motions and stuff until yeah. until you get back into your car and get into the real world exactly. again. exactly well, thank you so much Jenny for talking with me today well, thank you we'll get on fun. the river yeah yeah it's awesome Want to know how to tie a bitterroot bug? Go to our blog at cd-fishing.us and remember to go fishing. <laughs>